This episode of The Break Room is brought to you by H&R Block. Filing your taxes couldn't be easier than with H&R Block at home. Visit breakroom.tv slash taxes to claim an exclusive offer for Break Room listeners and save 15% on the basic, deluxe, or premium packages. Hear the drama get wicked! Turn it up! Yeah. Yeah. Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. All right, and Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, and we bow in your presence, Lord, in the studio, just as humble as we know how. Many homes tore up on the counter of sin. I pray that you'll be a suffering oh, one of Oh, we ask in your name. Amen. Thanks amen so and amen. We'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. The break room. There. The break room. The break room. The break room. Against Cobra and Destro fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there. Fighting for freedom over land and air. The Break Room. Real American Heroes. The Break Room. The Break Room. Was the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. The Break Room. The Break Room. Real American Heroes. The Break Podcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lord, that was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> The farting or the actual intro? <laughs> no, not that. Oh, okay. The room at the end was really crazy. <laughs> I was inspired. Hey, everybody. Hey. I'm Thomas. I'm Mark. I'm Dustin. Hello, my name is Jill, and together we're going to toilet train our kitties. Sweet. <laughs> you didn't Finally. know this was going to be an instructional podcast, did you? It's about time. I know. I know. That was not on the agenda at all. Well, now you know. It's so a, tell it's us a, about it. It's tomorrow. a bonus segment. Well, you basically turn your cat upside down and make it into a poop volcano, which you then arc into the toilet. God. That's that's because a high-level summary. It takes a little while to really get to master it. So. <laughs> How long did it take you all to train your cat to do that? Well, we haven't quite got there. There's a lot of stains on the wall, no, so I've... when you come over Saturday, you might want to you know not touch things. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah. All right. So all right. this is our first Brad time, Kane. I guess. <laughs> Uh, this is episode 160. It is indeed. Uh, 16. <clears throat> no, 160. <laughs> yes, Mark, come Eight. on. <laughs> uh, 16. We're bringing back... Uh, we haven't done this at all, right? Our, in the regen, in the next gen. Six. Uh, no, Thumbs, no, of, Thumbs Fury. of Fury? No, we have not done that, sir. I think we both got distracted. <laughs> in fact, it's a Thomas Solo to show. ask a dumb question. Yeah. Did y'all ever input Thumbs of Fury into the old break room? What do you mean? 
Like, like did Thumbs of segment? Fury ever become yeah, a segment in the break room? Yeah, towards the end. Okay. After, we After we killed Thumbs of Fury, yeah. we brought it back as okay. a segment. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, I forgot. In our typical way. But this is the first time we've done it in this in the new generation here. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it is. It's, it is indeed. God, how many of these have we done? Ten? How many what, of these new episodes? New, ones? new yeah. generations episode. This is number ten. Yeah, this yeah, is okay. number ten. One sixty. Celebrate a, some kind of anniversary. What is it? Aluminum. <laughs> a ten week anniversary. Yeah. Exactly. I don't hey, know. who who would have thought we ever keep going this long? Not me. We should high five. I thought it would have blown up already. Let's high five with both hands. That way we can get ten. <laughs> I'll be honest. In the first three or four weeks, it seemed like it might not last yeah. that long. <laughs> you guys weren't privy to our email conversations, <laughs> yes. show development. Yeah, about there was some, the show and friendships. <laughs> there were there was some okay, strife. That's a little bit. That's a little bit much. I'm sure the I'm sure the the faithful would have loved those episodes. They but. would have if that had actually occurred on air. Yes, they would have yeah. liked it a lot. God, that would have been rough though. <laughs> anyway, Funny baby bitch. So the ep- the thing we're bringing back is Thumbs of Fury. Indeed, and really feel like we're probably going to be bringing the, there's going to be a frequent Why? occurrence of this during the summer because summer and, and probably fall when the which is great yeah you're probably christmas time which is easy content for us yeah fall, i mean fall to fall to christmas yeah uh, okay Post, it's also you didn't say the winter How's i have a that? tendency to want to see something but at the same time just like lack the motivation to actually go to the theater and see it so uh, i think it's also good yeah to, to get out and see more things this is an easy excuse to so. experience humanity and all of its low it's less points, about being, which we should talk about. Be a human outside of your apartment. Get out of the bubble. Or the break room towers well, that we, we reside get into in that, now. I apologize. I forgot. Before we get into that, we have some house cleaning, some voicemails Yeah, to we do to. indeed Why? have voicemail. Hello, Greta. This is Dr. Germanium. Helma <laughs> asked me to call and ask if you've received the Avon and if you're coming to work today. Thank you. This is Dr. Germanium signing off. Rape, rape. Uh, I love Germanium keeping that alive. God, that's amazing. No, I, I'm I'm all out of Avon. I need I need more. I'm so lost without Avon. Is this the one that had the crazy voice I'm to text? All out of Avon. Where are you I'm without so it? Lost with Avon. That one did not have uh, have that. Oh, okay. But here we go. Here's another one. Oh, break room once again. Tech God F13 has to call in and scoreboard all of you. I have the Google Samsung Nexus phone, which is clearly superior to any of the ones mentioned, uh, in that it's completely unlocked and has pure Android. I, I get my updates straight from Google. There's no bullshit uh, Verizon uh, skin on top of it. It's just pure, wonderful Android. And uh, wait, I was going to say one more thing. Well, oh, yeah, pow. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, then one more. Don't be a douchebag. Leave a message. Fuck you, Dustin. Fuck you. <laughs> I really have to start listening to the whole show before I start calling in. Jesus Christ, I'm no better than uh, what the hell was his name? Aaron. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's he who can't awesome. be mentioned. So this is the one that has the crazy speech to text, which I'll read after the fact. But here we go. I just met you. This is crazy. I'm your daddy, and you're my son, Indy. All the students I teach, they try and chase me. But here's my number, so call me Indy. And name the dog, Indiana. So, <laughs> those are the same effect, but they're again. The, 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 the uh, speech to text was addressing the issue. This is crazy. I know daddy. Hey, Norm, why is so Indy? All the students, IGH, they get 
they they try get is JDC, <laughs> but here's my number, so call me Indy and the dog India. Hey Ross Perot. <laughs> <laughs> it's that hey Ross Perot? Yeah. Awesome. So that's a feature that I was unaware existed in our voicemail system. <clears throat> yeah. It's pretty great. We gotta it play this goddamn song every week. Thanks to those dude. Thanks to those voicemails. Everybody dance, let's go. We need to write her and ask her if she'll sing a version of the break room song. Here we go. Call in and leave more uh, Carly Rae Jepsen songs so we uh, play it every single week. Right. Jepsen, whatever her name is. Why are you encouraging that? Why not? Audio chaos is fun. Exactly. Honestly, thank you for all the voicemails. Yes, absolutely. It's awesome. Uh, And from from the deepest parts of our heart. You can also email us. Just go to um, breakroom.tv, click on contact, and there's a form there. Or you can just email straight at breakroomshow at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter. Or follow us on Twitter at The Break Room. Ready? So. Ready to thumb it up? Put absolutely. Th- Let's Are do you this. serious? I'm serious. This is Thumbs of Fury with Mark, Thomas, and Dustin. Three brave men who punch pop culture right where it hurts. This week we take on the latest rock opus G.I. Joe Retaliation. Will Mark and Thomas punch each other? Will Dustin cry because he's wrong? Let's cyber blast a network beacon. Are you ready? It's thumb time. My favorite situations the pants if you want. Security's early. They're all dead. There's only one man could authorize a strike like that. And I voted for him. You're insane. My fellow world leaders, you're looking at an advanced weapon system capable of destroying each of your countries 14 times over. 15 in the case of North Korea. And all at the push of a button. to assume that there's no one we can trust. There is one man. General. Call me Joe. Drive it like you stole it. As your good friend, you need no catchphrase. Much about where I'm from, but I know I straight here everywhere I come. Government, let's get to work. So I wear my gun. I really need the rocket launcher, but I'm too young. This is gonna give me courage not to fear no one, to feel no pain and hear no tongue. So I hear no screams and I shed no tears. Says they can't come out on time. They didn't say anything about re enlisting. Actually thought that was part of it for a minute. I was like, "Good lord!" I was gonna say, "I like how they had the war chant going in the background." There. So, I think we should justly say, uh, perhaps, spoiler alert a little bit, probably for anybody yeah. that doesn't want to. 
Let me read you the first few lines of the Wikipedia entry, which I found kind of hilarious. Uh, it tells the first part of the story, which is, The G.I. Joes are framed for stealing nuclear warheads from Pakistan by Zartan, who is the bad guy who pretty much took the place of the president at the end of the first one. Cameron. Who is impersonating the president. Uh, the entire team is eliminated in a military strike, period. Roadblock, Flint, and Lady J are the only survivors. So, I thought that was funny. That is okay. funny. God! So, that's what they say. Although I, right. I, I think there's room for them to bring back. That, that was one of the things that oh, really annoyed me about okay. this movie. You weren't listening. No, no, no. Hooch. The entire team is eliminated in yeah. a military strike. I know. In one military <laughs> strike. No. The entire team. Oh, I see the wording you're Jeez. talking about. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Yet there are three survivors despite the entire, yeah. the entire team yeah. is eliminated. So yeah. anyway. So spoiler alert. Uh, my favorite part of the entire movie. Yeah, I won't get into it too much, but. In the military strike that takes out most of the Joes, uh, they kill off uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. That was the best part of the movie. Which we said spoiler. Though, I right? really, I did multiple okay. times. Yeah, and I kept the whole movie. I was like, they're going to bring it back. They're going to bring it back. They're going to bring it. And maybe they bring it back. They obviously set the movie up right. for. Uh, another one, sequel. at least. Which the, the nanites are still around, so they could always absolutely take his double dead body and revive it. Absolutely. So, and really, uh, that that whole Channing Tatum thing is not much of a spoiler because the rumors have been out on the net for a really? long time. I didn't know that he didn't he didn't shoot as long as the rest of the cast. I see. Well, so, that makes it easy to surmise. That was the that was the time for the break. And especially once they said that uh, Rachel Nichols and John Chu and not John Chu. Um, Elizabeth the Wayans brother and Marlon Wayans, uh, the French dude. Keenan Ivory, yeah, Keenan Ivory. They weren't going to be back. <laughs> Gerard Depardieu. Okay, I think you're really mistaken by who was in the first movie. Patrick Stewart. That <laughs> um, they they weren't going to be back. So I they, the assumption was they were going to kill all of them off. So and that's been the rumor for quite a while. And then of course you know we get that confirmation. The rest of them weren't in it. Yeah, although I will say the I think some of the better parts of the movie were actually with him in it. The, the uh, I think so. He. The touching he moments with him and the rock in the beginning? Yeah. They were kind of funny. They there were, was some funny give and take and, with them. And I will say that for the first time, I think, ever, I thought I might actually like Channing Tatum in a movie because yeah. of his give and take Especially with if the rock. Especially if he had rock. his shirt off. Of course. No. Him and the rock both. <laughs> Maybe. The more rock naked, the better. <laughs> he, is yes, the, he is the reason for the tasteful tuck. The That's opening true. scene before the betrayal, there is, <laughs> yeah. a, there is them infiltrating a Pakistani compound oh, where yeah. there are... Uh, Weapons of mass destruction in, right. and that scene is really, I thought was really really good. He's got it's some really sweet gloves, game. which I'd like to have to just yes. enter in Thomas's apartment each week. <laughs> he sure did. What would you use it on the wall? I just melt through your door as I come in. Yes. So he had Cut some cool. Hole out of he it. had some cool gloves that apparently superheated and <laughs> melted fence away, which yeah. is what Dustin's referencing. Yeah. But uh, just that whole scene was just completely action packed, and it was really. I thought it was shot well. I thought the guy Flint, the stadium, they made him super, super, (laughs) super acrobatic. Like he's constantly jumping up and then like vaulting off the things and then grabbing his sidearm and shooting somebody and then putting it back in. Which they just like was gone the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's the one thing. The one complaint I did have is that first scene, he was ridiculously awesome, and then he was still, you know, he was fighting, but he just wasn't near as cool. It wasn't nearly as acrobatic. No. I will say so. that, uh, so this movie was written by the same guys who wrote Zombieland, yes. and the parts that we really liked, or at least Thomas and I liked with Channing Tatum and The Rock, you can clearly see 
the same type of humor that infused Zombieland in those scenes, and Absolutely. that's what I love. And yeah. unfortunately, perhaps by necessity, perhaps not, a lot of that just disappeared after that until Bruce Willis shows up later. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I thought it. I, I don't know. I thought it, all in all, it was it was a. It was first of all, it was much better than the last one, which I just rewatched Rise it of Cobra. Goes without saying. Well, and, there's no arguing that because the first one was a complete piece of shit. Pretty well, much. I I I thought as much when I first saw it as well, and I hated it for years. And I rewatched it this weekend. And I'm not saying it's it's not a three star film, but I the acting and dialogue is still awful. But what I do appreciate about the movie and what Stephen Summers can do is spectacle and the size of battles and and explosions and all the, you know the gadgetry and the whatnot. Stephen Summers does that really well. It's it, yeah. he gets tight, he gets weighed down by dialogue and, and you know acting. Yeah, <laughs> but and that's what this not, movie not important parts of acting or well, not yeah. important parts of movies at all. And so for me, this movie was almost a complete reversal of the spectacle. There wasn't a lot of spectacle. There was the one scene, the cliffside, which fighting scene, yeah. which was awesome. But without that, there wasn't a lot of grand scale spectacle there other wasn't. than what they showed it was in the all trailer. Close of, combat, pretty all much. close combat, very much like Born Identity or something yes. like that. So I think for me, what the next movie needs to have is kind of find a nice middle ground to have. I want a big battle because that's what you always saw in G.I. Joe, the cartoon, but also have some of those closer, better acting, heartfelt moments. Yeah, I think it was good overall. The cliff scene you referenced, so was badass. <clears throat> just to give a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a synopsis here. Uh, Snake Eyes does not show up for the op at the beginning. Right. And uh, The Rock, who plays Roadblock. Uh, makes a comment at some point that if Snake Eyes isn't here, is he's comment? got a good place to be. Uh, meanwhile, somewhere else, it would have been awesome if they put that. Meanwhile, somewhere <laughs> in Germany, uh, Cobra Commander is being held captive, and he gets broken out by uh, Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow and a uh, new character to the movies, Firefly. Candace Cameron. Uh, in the midst of this, Cobra Commander decides to leave. He, also in... Uh, you know, hibernation with him is uh, what's his name? Destro. Destro. That guy. And but he, since Chris, he makes the funny comment to Destro that you're out of the band. Yeah, Chris Eccleston, who played Destro in the last <laughs> one. I don't know if they just didn't want to have him back, or if knowing Chris Eccleston, he didn't because he did this to Doctor Who. He just got fed up with it and decided not to come back. Could be. So uh, they. It's always possible he left. caught a whole bunch of flack from the crappy yeah. of the first one. Well, just like Joseph Gordon Lovett yes. didn't show back up to play Cobra Commander. I yeah. will say that obviously Which, I was a little ticked about the recasting of that, but I thought. But who cares? But I, mean, I thought you don't even did, see yes. him anyway. Yeah, that's uh, true. they did a great job of you barely see his jacked up face when he first gets released, yeah. and then after that he's behind the Cobra shield. Yeah. So I saw a picture of the actor that job. actually played him, and he's on some other like Friday Night Lights or something. Yeah. You wouldn't even recognize him. Nope. So they could get. I don't know if they used his voice yeah. or not, but they the voice was really voice. good. Yeah, they the voice is really good. Like yeah. the use of Ray Park. I mean, just because he does good stuff. Ray Park is a badass, so it doesn't really matter. By the way, I, mean, I will say it, the the Snake Eyes costume was so much better this time. I agree. They didn't have Definitely the stupid agree. fucking lips on the mask that they yeah. had in the in Rise of Cobra, <laughs> which dumb. is the dumbest thing since bat ass and bat nipples. It was dumb. Yeah. So anyway, to set back up, uh, Snake Eyes is kind of watching this all go down and doesn't catch up in enough time, and in the midst of escaping uh uh storm shadows hurt so snake eyes master who i'm not really familiar with his name is blind master okay blind master basically says that it's time to go get him and he is joined by uh is cameron oh i didn't even <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> he's joined by jinx who's another Jeffrey ninja-esque Warren. lady and they go to take him out, essentially, or at least capture him and bring him back to Blind Master. Right. And there is a 
to really, a, really good cliffside battle. Yeah, that is, lots that, of swinging. That scene was bad. It was ass. definitely the best scene. In the it was movie. so well was choreographed, really, really well done. I mean, obviously, it was. It, I mean, there's some bad CG in places, but it was obviously, you know, obviously green, green screen and all that. But uh, green screen, green screen. I'm curious, <laughs> but, it, but it was if, really well done. I'm curious if. And I'm assuming it doesn't say here, but I'm curious if Ray Park had a big hand in the choreography of the whole thing, which <laughs> I, would I would imagine. Think so I mean, but I mean, he was really good. Uh, he didn't have a speaking line. I was a little when uh, when they go to break uh, Cobra Commander out. Mm-hmm. He comes in. Uh, uh, what's his name? Storm Shadow comes Walton in Goggins? dressed as no. <laughs> Storm Shadow comes in dressed as Snake Eyes. Uh, deny and Kudita. he talks at one point and I was like come on yeah, and yeah. they pull his mask off and, and it's Storm Shadow and I was like a thank you he looks like Mr. T yeah. but Indian <laughs> <laughs> kind of well, he's Asian Mark so that's really weird <laughs> no wonder I'm so limp <laughs> so anyway the rest of the storyline past that's really not that imperative and it's uh, terrible it's not I feel like I don't terrible is thought, too bad. It's of, pretty stupid. Really. I don't think it's. it's actually, yeah. I actually liked it. I okay, want to go see I it think again. It's really dumb. They essentially, there's really no developed... reason for the whole big climax at the end because they could have just done what they were going to do, whether they had all the countries do what they did or not. I agree. That well, has that, nothing well, to do with wanted, them dropping the shit out of space. But they wanted everybody to bow down. That was the whole point. Well, but that, they're and, still going to bow down with the shit dropping out of space. What are they going to do? Throw nukes at the shit that's coming out of no, the atmosphere? No, but what they could have done was nuke the country that they were in, or nuke the United States, wherever their base was. They could have used those nukes to nuke the so well, but if they're doing it if they're going to try to nuke the United States the United States already had the nukes to go back or the anti nukes or whatever so well, yeah but so they all a, die anyway yeah, but let's get, give a little bit of synopsis of what we're talking about I'm just saying so towards the very end there's a nuclear summit where Destro 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 as the president essentially well it's not Destro as the president I'm sorry it's not uh, Destro uh, Zartan. Uh, deny yeah, yeah. Uh, Zartan Zartan as the president essentially forces everybody's hand to essentially get rid of their weapons of mass destruction. At that point, they showcase the newest weapon called Zeus, which essentially is a giant uh, rod releasing machine. (laughs) (laughs) Much like my pants. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was awesome. All it does is pretty much release a giant rod from outer space. (laughs) Giant Christmassy cocks. (laughs) Gravity takes a hold of it, and it hits, it impacts them in the middle of a major city, and the tag in the line is all of the, uh, none of the fallout of a nuclear weapon and all of the fun. And cannot be stopped by a nuclear weapon. Eat the penis. Did they say that? No, but it couldn't be. There's okay. no way. You're right. It couldn't be. So, so I'm just saying that whole plot anyway, point seemed ridiculous. Dustin apparently thought that was stupid, but I thought it was not I bad. actually think it's, it was actually... As far as weapons of it was mass just destruction pointless. come, I it, thought it wasn't was okay. pointless. That's it the was. Thing. It didn't. If they had the nukes and kept them, it wouldn't have mattered. Yes, it would. Yes, it would have. No, it wouldn't have. You Why? drop the shit on them anyway from space. If okay. they don't, yeah, if, if they, they destroy, don't bow down to if you, if they destroy England and then Pakistan sees England going up in flames, then they could shoot the missiles. Well, at then you shoot off your nukes because you're controlling the U.S. and you destroy them anyway. But that's, that's and everybody the thing. dies. He's so they're trying to do that. They're trying to take over a rule, a world without the side effects of radiation destroying the planet. They can still destroy cities and kill a lot of people but if you ruin your water tables and your natural resources and all that shit it just you have doesn't seem like planet. they would do that when they harder. know that they're going to get countered with the same nukes that you control anyway okay so Dustin clearly hated the Dustin, movie Dustin clearly doesn't understand the movie so I totally understand it I understand so it completely now that's I why know. I think it's ridiculous now I know why you added the yeah. is Dustin I had a feeling he was going to hate it 
but just feel confident that he's wrong. I, I actually, liked I'm it. I'm completely accurate. I thought it was They're good. They're both completely inaccurate. I give it a I give it a thumbs up, not I a flaming too. thumbs up. No, definitely I, not flaming. Good. It was I, it was worth my money for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was. It was way better than the first one. Yes. It was well, worth time. There was yeah. some really good action in it. Yeah. There is completely corny lines of that course. you have oh, to expect yeah. from a G.I. Joe movie. But, yeah, I would yeah. think so. Bruce Willis, I thought, was a lot of fun. Okay, the one question I had that I forgot to ask last night is, is he supposed to be what's-her-name's father at the very end? No, no. He's just saying he served was... with her father He or served whatever. with her father. Oh, okay. Which, okay. To me, I actually thought that, as an emotional thing goes, I actually thought that was played incorrectly. But because she is a character who, you know, she gained her her rank and her motivation was her father's lack of acceptance. Yes. And so and he. So then we show. Yeah. And then they turn around like and then, yeah, she's like, oh, now my I think my daddy actually loves me. And I'm like, really? That's just kind of that's kind of dumb. But so I really how deep do you expect a G.I. Joe movie to be, though? Very deep. Well, considering who I expected the writers that, since they came from Zombieland, I expect them yeah. to be a little more logical. Yeah, I guess. Um, that would have been good. I don't know. That, I, I, think, I think as G.I. Joe movies go, it was about as good as I can expect right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Out of a big, a big dumb, you know, action movie, summer action movie. Well, True. here's the thing. I go into G.I. Joe like I go into, like... At the beginning of G.I. Joe, I'm unbelievably excited about the new Fast and Furious movie. It looks yeah. amazing. There's a fucking tank in it. It just looks of completely course. Well, ridiculous. Of course. That's why you'd be enjoying, yeah. enjoying this it. This is exactly the same kind of... Well, that's the thing. Yeah. This isn't like, no. oh, this is an Oscar-winning movie that I need oh, to go see. This is this is a car porn-esque an, type movie. Action porn. Yeah, I just enjoy the plots of... Even though they're thin, too. I just enjoy the... Smaller plots of Fast and Furious. This is like more of a world even though they're plot. completely illogical too. Yeah. Like trying to pull a fucking bank vault out with what? two do- <laughs> Dodge cars, I'm not two Dodge crit- neons. I'm not critiquing this movie for uh, f- what's his name, Firefly, coming yeah. in and his motorcycle exploding into fifty parts and blowing up the front of a building. I hey, didn't necessarily have a problem with that. Feasible. That's all tech. I mean, yeah, that, but I'm just saying that's ridiculous. But of it course, it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter to me. That I'm part saying, doesn't matter to me. That, but. Two Dodge Neons could not pull a bank vault oh, out of no, the wall. They couldn't. But you're criticizing this whole nuclear weapon plot like it's did, the worst thing ever. I just thought that was goofy, that's all. But so I mean, was the fucking bank vault shit. Yeah, with it the, was. It was. Yeah, so I don't know how you can give this one thumbs down based on small plot I didn't points. even rate it yet. But you're going to. Well, I can totally we'll tell. See. I also think it's kind of funny that everyone on the Cobra side has to label. Like, they have to label the shit that's out in outer space with the little oh, with the Cobra <laughs> The guy wears the lapel the pin. Lapel like, pin. how about you not when you're in the Secret Service wear the lapel pin? Well, if somebody notices that shit. To be well, fair, though, well, he named the unit Cobra Unit. I guess. So they it were wasn't like a unit. bad thing anymore. Yeah, at the, yes, yeah, at the beginning true. of the movie, they weren't bad. They were yeah. nobody knew about them other than the president and his advisors. But, but it seems like maybe the GI Joes would have picked up on that when they were analyzing the film of the president uh, laying his fingers over and all that other stuff. Maybe they would have. Maybe they didn't pick up they the quit, Cobra pin. They didn't start being out and out about that until. Like, he didn't yeah. form the Cobra unit until he destroyed the Joes. Well, I mean, the three that were surviving when well, they were analyzing that stuff, it just it seems was, like that would have been another indicator probably, that it was Cobra probably, sticking it was over. It formed, it was just undercover. It was really yeah. a terrorist organization. But That's the guy the was standing right next to the president during his speeches. I'm just saying, it gr- seems like something they would have picked up, I'm even not, if the I'm general populace there, didn't. there aren't some logical flaws in this movie. <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, it, as far as labeling things go... <laughs> like shooting out a beacon across the network? a beacon, yeah. dude. Come on. <laughs> Cyber blasting a, Cyber a beacon. They're not the smartest Cobra Joes ever. <laughs> Why do you think the entire team was killed? 
except those three. Um, I will say though, as that's far why as... they were killed. They flashed a beacon right yeah. there in the middle of the desert. <laughs> so the, dumb. The, uh, just cyber blast. The labeling of equipment—that's a holdover from the cartoon because I was watching the first five episodes of the original cartoon yeah. series the other day, and they're in. They sneak into the Cobra Terror Drum at one point of the base, and the guy has to talk through a, uh, a microphone to get you know radio back to the GI Joe base. Cobra shaped. Yes, the microphone is cobra shaped. <laughs> so that's really over. irritating because <laughs> kind of funny. you have to hold the head up to your yeah, ear yeah. and then go all the way down to the tail to talk. It's really odd. It. You got to go between the two. So, Dustin, we both gave it thumbs up. I'd probably, I mean, for what it is, I don't know, sideways to up somewhere somewhere in there Three, like, a, like a 75 percent at a 45 degree angle of course you go in it not expecting a whole lot out of the plot no, and all that kind of stuff all. and it did if you're looking for a bunch of action it, it has that you know i just i guess i just like i said i'm i understand it's weird to like the fast and furious movies and to critique this one i just like i don't know i just like the i don't know if it's there the are car aspect of it or the smaller scale of it or i don't know what it is none of it's believable i mean they all have a lot of plot points that are really, thin. Know, really dumb, yeah, and thin. But I just, I just prefer that franchise. That's all. So minor uh, thumbs if you're here. So you're, we'll say you're half up, fifty yeah. percent. You're a softy. Yeah. Uh, a minor one here on Friday. I watched. I don't think anybody else here has seen it. Uh, Taken two. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I still haven't seen yet. That's going to be a flaming thumb down. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? It's that bad, huh? Look. As I proclaimed earlier, it's not, like, goofy action stuff that's thin on plot. If it's good action and it's just kind of goofy over the top, I can get into really easily. Mm -hmm. But the first Taken movie was really, really, really good. I liked it a lot. It was better than I would have thought, yeah. It was really, yes. I thought it was way more than I expected from it. The second movie is so god-awful. I mean, it's it's terrible. And they're going to make a third. Oh, can you see them making a third after seeing the second? Like, does the plot lend itself to that? No. This time, because the first one didn't lend itself to the second one. 30 minutes into it, the plot didn't lend itself to a second one. Yeah. This okay. time, he's the one that gets taken, and the daughter and the wife have to come rescue him. <laughs> Technically, he did get taken. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yes. Okay. He and the wife get taken. Well, they're not together. They're, yeah. like, kind of making up type thing. Like, she's getting right. divorced from her husband and blah, blah. It's not really that important to go into. It's terrible. Wow. It's not worth anybody's time. Watch it on Netflix if you're really bored. And I have a mini thumbs. Uh, a movie that just hit DVD this week. Um, yes, they do have it on DVD yet. <laughs> Boom. Uh, this is 40, the uh, Judd Apatow movie from last year. You almost with, watched, you watched that instead. How with Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann. Have you watched I liked it, it a lot, actually. It was way better than, than, I, than I thought it would be. Uh, I thought it was good, too. I really, really enjoyed it. It didn't result to, resort to stereotypes like I expected as far <laughs> as, you know, the dolt of a husband and the... Bitch of a wife, like so many sitcoms do, yeah, which really gets right. annoying. They actually treated it, as far as a comedy can, they treated it as a more of a realistic relationship. And I really appreciated that. It was My really only problem well with it was it, it drug a little long. Yeah, which it was, Apatow has a problem yeah. occasionally doing that. Yeah. He's all but, about that. He admitted that in interviews. He's man. like, if you're going to go to see a movie, I want you to... I want you to enjoy what I'm putting out there and you should experience the entire thing. Even if it, he's like, and he took that as a criticism and, and acknowledged it and said, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, but so, I, I really enjoyed up. it. I give it, yeah, I give it two thumbs up. I really liked it. The only criticism was their, the characters they carried over from knocked up. They didn't, they had a few minor characters. They had Jason Siegel's character, the, uh, Charlene Yee, 
Yeah. And one other. Oh, the doctor. The uh, like Seth Rogen could have made an appearance. Yeah, I understand why not Catherine Heigl because yeah. she's a royal cunt. Yeah. But just, Seth Rogen just say she's busy or something. Yeah, she could she's, have, she's out touring with E or something. Yeah, from the first exactly. maybe they didn't ask him. Well, and I read and I looked up uh, after I watched it, and apparently. They mention him, but they don't. Yeah, he doesn't show up. Apatow says, "Well, then we we'd have to spend more time on those characters and explain they are where they are." And I'm like, no, "Not really. You don't. You've you seen don't. the first one, yeah. or if you, you don't, don't, then you just work it in as a." Yeah, yeah. but I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot, and a lot of people really rail on it. I, really I know. Get it. I thought it was pretty good too. I think because it's not a typical. Probably just expected more from yeah. from it. They probably expected the same exact quality. Did of- you immediately go home and get Crystal to check your anus for hemorrhoids? Of course. Okay, we do that every night now. <laughs> Well, now I'm afraid to watch it. You, <laughs> you don't, don't, you don't, you don't see, see his anus. His anus but, yeah. But, um, yeah, that was really good. Well, if that's what the pro- if that's what you brought out of the movie, <laughs> that's then what, I'm still afraid to that's see what it. Someone's, you're going to want your anus checked after watching it. Oh, okay. another, another one I thought I, did, wouldn't, I wouldn't like that I did, many thumbs, was uh, Friends with Kids. I saw that, that recently. That was good, too. And I, I, by the trailers, I was like, this movie looks fucking terrible. It was interesting on that one that they had the minor characters... Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek and I can sing hi from Step Brothers and uh, <laughs> awesome whoever the uh, he's Adam Parks, Scott he's on yeah. Parks and Rec he's great whoever the girl too. was I can't remember her name I, I don't I, but I don't know. anyway it was like the people you'd think would be the minor characters yeah. were actually the major characters uh-huh. in the in the movie awesome and I don't know Maya Rudolph and uh, John Ham John Ham and all them are all yeah. like second pretty minor yeah the uh, Irish guy from or whatever he is from Chris O'Dowd yeah. From uh, Bridesmaids. Yeah. And he was also and in Kristen Wiig. They were all minor yeah, characters. That's really funny. But yeah, uh, it, it it's was, on Netflix as well if you want to try yeah, to find it. Yeah, it's, it's it a good watch. I, I really enjoyed that. I was pleasantly surprised by that. And since everyone else is doing it, I'll do mine too. All right. Go God. for it. Hurry. I also saw a film <laughs> last night that I would like to review in a mini thumb segment. That Go, mother. A tribute to. <laughs> How is this a tribute to Matthew McConaughey's Reliant Energy commercials? It's not at all. Uh, but I watched the uh, David Lynch movie, Blue Velvet, and I'll tell you, that one is quite a mind fuck. If you've never seen anything about David Lynch, which I never did see Twin Peaks or whichever, I think that was a series he did, or any of his other movies, uh, just I've heard about him from other people and thought, well, I don't know, it's kind of different, so I'll take a look at it. But it's from 1986, and it has uh, Laura Dern... Um, Dennis Hopper, a couple other people in it. Um, Dean, uh, what's his name? Martin. No. Probably. Yeah. The dude from Quantum Leap that we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, he's in there. Uh, but he's a, he's a really minor character. He's like a minor stop down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, anyway. He's like uh, John Lovitz in The Wedding Singer. <laughs> well, almost. I mean, he's only in there, but it's only in there about that long. Isabella Rossellini is one of the main characters. Is this in the it. one back in the Media Shark days we got the fake ear for? We did, and that's part of why I watched it. I was like, well, okay. we got the fake ear, we got the uh, <laughs> the blue velvet bag, and we got the mask, and you find out what all those are involved in in this Amazing. movie. And it's it's really if you're if you like those mindfuck kind of movies that are really crazy, then you'll like it. Dennis Hopper is really insane in it. He's got just this crazy sexual fetish with. Uh, yeah, with Isabella Rossellini, where he like has to make her wear a blue velvet robe and like shove the shove the uh, actual robe wrap down his throat, and he like dry humps her insanely and God. yells, "Don't fucking look at me!" while he's doing yes. it. And anyway, it's it's and he's like always huffing something out of that mask that makes him all insane, and it's it's really crazy. But uh, I would probably give it a thumbs up if you like, and it's kind of like the GI Joe qualifier. You got to know what kind of movie you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you like those kind of movies that are really wheels off, I think you'd like it. All right. 
I'll check it out someday. All right. That can be All found right. on HBO Go for those of you that have that. All right. Pow. Yeah. Well, on the other side. All right. Got on the Thompson's other side of the break. Mega segment. Good yeah. evening, everybody. Uh, I'm mega, a mega two segments. Mega yes, two. it's just going to be me saying that over and over again. <laughs> it's pretty much all Thomas all the time from here the on out. The top 10 albums since 2000. According to Thomas. You're listening to The Break Room, your home for all the nerd rage, pop culture, and illegitimate lists you never knew you couldn't live without. Keep your pants on, and we'll be back for another exciting segment soon. You can lose the pants if you want. Discover a land like nothing you've imagined. A land of adventure, fun, friendship, and an unforgettable dinosaur named Littlefoot. When George Lucas and Steven Spielberg present a Don Bluth film, The Land Before Time. Then come to J.C. Penny, where you and your children can find your very own Littlefoot and all his dinosaur friends, clothes, and much more. Only at The Land Before Time Shop. The Break Room Biggest Loser Challenge. It's the end of week two and here are the results. Triple sad face, Thomas the Tank gained 2 pounds for a total weight loss of 0.31%. Dustin the Dirty Town Drunk drank a vat of Pilsner and lost 1.6 pounds for a total loss of 1.10%. And your biggest loser for this week is Mark of the Hudsons. He lost 3.2 pounds for a total loss of 1.15%. Come here little weight loss champion. As this week's champ you get a trip to the Hostess Twinkie Resort and Spa in Jackson, Mississippi. Good job break room good time guys. Next week we'll see who wins week 2. Fat go fat, gasoline high fat. This week on the Hobo Shack. Hey Luscious, I was thinking about the new episode of the Hobo Shack we're doing this weekend. What's up? Well, I wasn't sure what you wanted to talk about this weekend. Oh, wait. That's IBS for me calling. How convenient, because he's going to be on the show with us this weekend as well. Hold on. Let me put him on speakerphone. Hey, IBS for me. What's going on? Me and Luscious are here talking about the show this weekend. The topic of the show is going to be nerdy shit that we're into. Thought we could talk about being like in chess club and stuff. What do you guys want to talk about? I've got nothing. Well, that's not very helpful. IBS, what do you want to talk about? Pogs. Pogs, huh? Uh, you got anything else? Shit talking and mm-hmm. you're getting fucking hammered at a bar. What? Shit, shit talking? I, <clears throat> Luscious, are you sure you don't have anything that you want to talk about? Dudes and a couple Jesus action figures. Well, you guys are absolutely no help whatsoever. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to ruin things. Yeah, 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 whatever. Nerd life. This Sunday on the Hobo Shack, join me, Luscious, and IBS for me as we talk about all the nerdy things that we like. Nerd life. If you have any questions for me or either of my guests, or you have any nerdy things that you want us to talk about, please leave a voicemail. 206-666-2956. Get those voicemails in by Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Nerd 
living it. No types prohibited. Get your low balance, then you distribute it. Upgrade your talents, keep the crowd riveted. Optimal, isn't it? Nerd life, you living it. Nerd life. For more information, go to thehoboshack.com or gasolinehighfive.com or subscribe now on iTunes. Cobra Commander, he is the enemy. Enemy of T.I. He's escaping! He's escaping in the Cobra Claw! Get the Nick Jaws and get him aboard the Skyhawk! Introducing Duke, Roadblock, and Spirit. G.I. Joe is there! Cobra Commander got away! But we captured Storm Shadow. Yo, Joe! G.I. Joe Skyhawk, Joe and Cobra Figures and Cobra Claw sold separately from Hasbro. Uh. Oh no. Don't look now. It's Thomas the Tank. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're his the tank, and you know that when he speak, it's gonna launch into your mind. I thought that's oh so sweet. He's gonna knock down walls. He's gonna blow you up. When the tank is in your head, sit yourself down, shut the fuck up. Yeah. He's the tank, y'all. Thomas the Tank. Okay. Thank you. Jeez. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided I wanted to do a music segment of some sort, and I started out. I'm not, I'm just not, I don't know. <laughs> and I started out, dear God. Christ! <laughs> I started out <laughs> I was going to do, like, greatest all time, but once I kind of put all those together and the furthest back I had gone was 1994, I decided maybe that was a terrible idea. You didn't go all the way back to, like, 1954? No, I didn't. If I'd gone back then, (laughs) if I'd gone back that far, then it would be fair, but... I just decided that was a bad idea. So you got to go back it. to at least 28 or so yeah. to really be fair. I, look, I changed it. Shut up. I really, I'm really looking forward to your top 10 ragtime <laughs> segment. Okay. We'll do it. Absolutely. Just not today. No one sits under the sugar tree. Yeah. No one else but you. <laughs> exactly. You're, then you're in you're <laughs> wartime. Top 10 wartime. Well, we get to break the wars up. World War One, II, yeah, Vietnam, exactly. Korea. Good Lord. You have a lot of top 10 segments. So I decided to make it my... Personal top ten since is this two, a comment? Two thousand. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty much all there is to it, really. This list is there's bullshit. not sixteen, Angela. There's only six. <laughs> oh no, there's not six. I don't know who that is. Ten thousand. God. So I did. <laughs> well, with all the wartime music era, the ragtime. That's true. This is going to be a really long episode. <laughs> so, uh, with all that said, I will say that when I put it together, I was kind of a little bit. I don't know. I will say. God. A little gassy? No. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. So, I'm so done with this. God. Into the vagina and out the ass? I just don't. I'm not. I'm just not. I don't know. So, should be interesting. Yeah, should. Without any further fucking drops, <laughs> why don't we just go to number 10? Did you got eight? Number 10. At number 10 on the list uh, is a band that I've been into since about 2006 or so. Uh, an old buddy introduced them to me via their second studio album, which was called Never Take Friendship Personal. 
So I was really into that album and um, was eagerly anticipating this release in February of 2007. This album sold uh, 34,000 in the first week and debuted at number 19 on the Billboard Top 200. Coming in at number 10 on the list is Anne Berlin with their album Cities.
number 10. So they're all capped by dubstep? <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> Super well, I, I looked around for a little bit to find, like, because I wanted to do something like that. Yeah. But I thought that worked pretty well. So so I don't really know much at all about Amber I didn't figure, This is one of the reasons, and I, that's this is what I forgot to say earlier. This is one of the reasons I want to do this, and I want us all really to do it, because I think that we would all be very surprised at what are t- I mean some things you'll be surprised by some things you won't right. should be interesting but there are bands like this band and like several other on this Creed. list that I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler alert there is no Creed on this list Superdome <laughs> uh, but I think Supertone's each of us two. in a top 10 list would be surprised by some of the things that each other would do I don't think I'll put in this level of production value when I do it but that's I'm fine do it. do it however you want <laughs> oh, I know I won't but I would really like uh, that's why I really kind of wanted to do this and I'll this more like this My was number a, ten is, and then play it. This was a lot of a Dustin. lot of work. I just really I had a way that I wanted to do it in my head. Yeah, and it's pretty much like what you just heard, like right. ten times, eleven yeah. times actually. So, um, uh, and I just wasn't happy with it until I got it. So, <laughs> anyway, so I wasn't powing anything. I was just saying it they, took a lot of time. So, yeah, I can imagine. But I mean, it pow, was pow. I was really happy with it at the end. There's two things I want to say. One is so you had a happy ending. There's a couple of verbal mess ups I had that <laughs> yes. Couple of verbal mess ups I had. Is this a comment? Yes, me. It is. Anyway, so how's your vagina? Immediate thoughts off of hearing Anne Berlin for the first time, probably. They remind me of a band I like called Houston Calls, and I don't mean this as a. It's not disparaging at all when I say this, but like a pop punk band, for lack of a better term. It's not disparaging. Okay. Well, some people think it is they're, disparaging. They're, they're like pop alternative like, type thing. You know, My Chemical Romance, pop punk, yeah. Houston Calls. They remind me a lot of Houston Calls, which. They're now a defunct band, but they have sort of a similar sound. I'll have to check those so, out because I've never heard of them before at all. Yeah, they had two albums, I think, which they're, I really like. They're a deeper band. You wouldn't have heard from oh, them. Oh, yeah, they're so indie. This is one of the... And no, this no. would be they one of the bands that... When we talked radio. about We talked about Five Iron, and I said yeah. I definitely still listen to some other old Christian bands that mm. you probably don't keep up with anymore. This is one of the bands. Like, Amberlin is a Christian band? Two or three of the... Yeah. Didn't you didn't hear the... Uh, Salvation. I guess I, I wasn't. Now. I was just kind of listening to the sound. I yeah. wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics. Yeah, they are. Way. They don't really push it really heavy, but they are. Okay. So gotcha. Anyway, any thoughts on that one, Dustin? That sounded pretty good. It's a, it's a really good it's a really good album. Thank you for that penetrating insight, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a really really good album. Uh, it's got some really good stuff on it. The last song that's on that track is definitely one of my favorite songs of all time. It's just really really good. But uh, anyway, so that's it for number ten. Number nine. Coming in at number nine on the list is a band I've been into since roughly 2005 when their uh, sophomore studio album came out uh, called A Beautiful Lie. One that I really, really got into was really good front to back uh, and then was really eager for for this album, which I think is is even better. Uh, Shows the band's maturity. Lead singer is a guy who's actually done quite a bit of acting and then decided to form a band with his brother, as well. Uh, This album is called This Is War, and it's by 30 Seconds to Mars.
All right. So that's another band I haven't really listened to much of is 30 Seconds to Mars. Although, I, I will. you. I took a chance and I listened to their recent single that just came out, Up in the Air. Um, yeah. I really didn't care for it. I haven't heard it. it. It really, I was like, what's so great about this band? Having not heard any of their prior stuff, I like the stuff you played there a lot better than, than Up in the Air. I up think they're the- pretty good. I mean, I've liked them since American Psycho. And um, What wow. was in American Psycho? <laughs> no, Jared Leto was in American Psycho. Oh. But, uh, well, he was big in uh, My So-Called Life. He was in that. Yeah. He was in Damn Alexander. Uh, and I know he's been in lots of other yeah, things, Yeah, he's too. been in a lot of things. He kind of has done less acting and more music, yeah. I think, lately. But My only thing with him sometimes, and I've, I've listened to a decent amount of 30 Seconds to Mars, is that he's a little bit of a scream singer sometimes, and I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right there, I didn't think it worked as well. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I agree, and in their earlier stuff, it's not as good. The first yeah. album is really not very good. The you didn't even have album, like from yesterday and a couple of those other ones in there. That did you? was the previous album to this one. Oh, okay. All that right. was their sophomore album. But those uh, those are probably. I mean, from yesterday's good. Uh, probably their the bigger big hits. One off that one was. Uh, what's the name of that song? I, I know what you're thinking. Of. I know Jim what it is, but I can't think of the name of it. The Kill. Yeah, yeah, Jim something like that. But anyway, it's a really good album. But this one is even is even yeah. better. So, I don't think I ever heard their freshman album. I just started hearing their stuff. It's from not the very good. Album. Yeah. Uh, this is Charles, and I have some... No, it's not that one. And I'm really excited about the new album, even though I haven't heard that new single. So, but You want to preview it right now? No, I heard the I new really single, don't. and it was okay. Fine. We've got enough I thought it was okay, lined, but... Uh, all right, fine. It wasn't, it wasn't as good as their older stuff. Well, play, play a small clip of it. It's fine. I didn't mean to, like, quell your dreams there. Coming to you first on The Break Room, the sexiest DJs. KTBR. <laughs> With 30 seconds to Mars. It's different. It's different sound a little bit. It's almost like they've mixed in some Muse into their sound a little bit. It's kind of yeah. crazy. I don't like his voice right now. Yeah, that's the thing. I so mean, that wasn't. He's the like trying to go up and down too much there, in the ring. It range. reminds me of Panic of the Disco, actually. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, they're way better than Panic of the Disco. Well, though. be that as it may, I'm just saying their yeah. their sound. Panic change, of the I Disco guess. sounds like Thirty Seconds to Mars. <laughs> All right, whatever, pal. I'm just saying. But yeah, in fact, does that band even exist anymore? No, they broke up. Yeah, they had that one big song. Couple of big they had a couple of good big songs. They had one big album. It was good. And it was that, good. Kind of tanked. But I mean, they sound like 30 Seconds to Mars. Right. When they had the big album, that's when Mark turned on them. <laughs> Andy Mark's right. That's right. I don't like this band anymore. This band sucks. <laughs> they were too mainstream. That's so why anyway. I hated Muse and didn't really want to go to the concert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that's number nine. Now All right. On to the next one. Number eight. Coming in at number eight is... a. Uh, band that I got in touch with, again, through another old buddy of mine that uh, introduced me to this band. This is their sophomore album. Uh, really, by far, their best album. They've had they had one before and a couple since, and uh, band members have kind of changed in and out. The initials in their name stand for Multisensory Aesthetic Experience. This specific album is a very cool um, story. It's supposed to be a storybook. It's a concept album telling a story. Uh, something I really latched onto as soon as I heard uh, really the first track off this album, and it's really solid all the way through. This album is called The Everglow by May. 
pulses. Number eight. What are you laughing at? <laughs> the bumper. <laughs> it's awesome. It's funny. The when I when I put that together, I was like, God, this is awesome. I've never heard of uh, never heard of May. That's the name of the May. Name? May multisensory May. aesthetic experience. It sounded a little angels and airwaves to me. Yeah, they are which another band that's less, Christian, less processing. Ah, okay. Why wow, you really but like they the, are the G's? I a lot of fun. Well, dude, those two albums are really really solid. That album's really really good mm. all the way through. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. And thoughts? I uh, just offhanded. I don't think it's really my style. But I know it's not. Um, I mean, but it, that's not so far off. Uh, you know, any other pop punk band out there? Yeah. You know? So it, I don't know. There's something about it just in grabbing. But I, it's not bad. I'm not saying that. It's just not my style. I'm not worried about you saying bad, if, even if you thought. Well, you're it was asking bad. for opinion, so. Well, yeah. I know, An opinion saying, could be it's bad. Yeah, I'm not worried about you saying it's bad. Just say it. Say it. It's fucking horrible. Okay, there you go. Well, you're a dumbass. That's what we're looking for. Indeed, Dustin. What do you think? Um, I like that kind of sound and and doses. Like I, I really liked um, I Empire by Angels and Airwaves. That album I thought was really good. And it was they, a good album. They really have that kind of sound, so sometimes I like it. Um, I thought it sounded pretty good. I mean, it, like I said, if I was in the mood for that kind of sound that day, it seems like something that I would listen to. Probably the best I could describe it. Cool. Fuck right. you, fuck you, fuck you. Get the fucking thing together, fuck you. What thing? I don't know. Your review. Well, I got that. Get together. everything together. No, I got, I got it together. I mean, all right. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Charles. Fuck you, thank you, Charles and Stereo. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Okay. Fuck you, fuck you. Next. Number seven. Coming in at number seven is a band that I've been into for quite some time now, since the late 90s, early aughts, when they came and first came onto the scene with their release, Make Yourself. They've had about four or five albums since then, uh, none of which I felt were anywhere near as complete as that original album. Uh, until now, uh, last year they released an album uh, that I really feel is a little bit of a departure from what they used to be, and kind of takes a mature step toward uh, a new direction for the band. This album is called If Not Now When, and it's by Incubus.
Timer's a lot longer than it. That's weird. That is weird. I don't know what that's about. So that's a Incubus. I, what was their big hit? Uh, Pardon Love Me was, was a, a big, big one. one. Well, Love Hurts was a newer one. Pardon Me was their first big Pardon one. Pardon Me, yeah. Uh, Drive was played unrelentlessly. It was off that same album. Uh, Whatever Tomorrow Brings, I'll Be There over that, and over yeah, and over okay. and over. I just never really had a predilection to seek out any of their stuff past really? yeah past what i heard on the radio i've just always thought he has a really incredible voice is. you just went over my head what that's a tough word look it up oh yeah. my god a desire how about that I'm gonna, I'm gonna google it oh, okay a boner uh, that works too i just I understand the has, remedial words right. like that he has a really incredible voice Penis and i've up. always been really big into it but yeah i uh, think he's got a great voice it just i don't know they it just never yeah i just never had you're a allowed to, to not go. be turned on by it it's okay. i don't know i mean there's nothing i don't there's nothing i dislike about the band it's just i don't know just Whatever. that he hates it <laughs> exactly <laughs> so they, they're just not good to him i mean that's all he dislikes about amazing it. dustin <laughs> i like their i mean i never got into them or anything but i liked their hits when they were you know actually hits back in the early aughts i guess mostly and i guess some came a little later like oh well, they've had plenty of hits maybe. off of their albums i've I've yeah. liked those. Some of the, I just didn't feel like the albums were as complete for sure. Yeah, uh, some of them. Uh, Cruel Left of the Murder was definitely their best since b- between the two. I do like that they have a smooth that had sound. Megalomaniac on it, which yeah. got really big, which was pretty much about Scott Stapp. Ah, okay. Which was pretty awesome. But um, I, I do like that he's got a smooth a smooth rock voice instead of the gravelly. Yes, the, that you get a lot of times yeah, exactly. in the rock. So I mean, there's elements of it I definitely like. So, but. Again, I've just never, I've never looked into them much or gotten into their stuff. Yeah. Of course, Mark's tar- talking over that one as well. Of course, shocking. <laughs> All right, so we have, I think, one more for the break. Indeed. Number six. Superdome. Coming in at number six is one of my favorite bands of all time. They've been uh, defunct since 2006, and I often tell people if I had the power to resurrect one band back from the dead, this would be them. This album was released in 2003 and is my second favorite of theirs, but uh, first since 2000, so it makes this list. The band is called Juliana Theory, and this album is called Love. Tell me, is it hard to see? The possibility that I am not the person that 
number six. So they're another dead band, huh? Another dead band, yes. Well, they're the only dead band, really. I thought there was one more on this list that you had a relationship There's more. I think there's more, but that's... I think that's the first one. Yeah. At any rate... Count backwards. (laughs) It's really frustrating because there was a a band I really liked this week that I really loved their second album, and they broke up. And and then I heard My Chemical Romance broke up, which I liked them for what they were. Yeah. So it just seems like... What's the first band that broke up? uh, Called Smile Smile. They're considerably different. They're, you know, very light indie pop. Gotcha. What coffee house did you see them at? Uh, I actually didn't oh, see them in a coffee house. <laughs> you know, I heard about them on Twitter. Anne Berlin was oh, okay. 10, 9 was 30 Seconds to Mars, May was 8, 7 was Incubus. And oh, I thought Anne Berlin was, was broken up. No, okay. they're still together. Okay. I thought you might have been browsing on your iPad when you were at the show. Of course. Coffee, with you know? my black corner glasses yeah. and my Amazing. turtleneck. Maybe a craft beer, depending on what's going on. <laughs> right. Amazing. So, thoughts on Juliana Theory? Uh, they're, they're okay. I mean, they. I guess it, it's a lot like May. It just doesn't grab me, I they're guess. They're not something you're going to be into. Yeah. Another Christian band. <laughs> I'm glad they're dead. No. God, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, well, th- that one's done the least for me on your list, to be honest. I freaking love that band. Like, I don't know. Their first album I wasn't as into. Their second album was amazing, and this album, their second, their second album was before two thousand. This one came out in two thousand one, two thousand two, somewhere around there. Mark just texted me and asked if we could kill them again, and it's just <laughs> awesome. Yeah, this one came out in two thousand three, and it's just. God, I love it so much. Are the, any of the, the guy, it's funny because the guy has the very nasal punk alternative type voice, hmm. and I usually can't stand that. But, uh, man, I just love them. This one gets you going, though, huh? He does. It's he the boner flying. He hasn't for a while. They've been defunct since 2006, I believe, and that That's really sucks. But is it? I mean, I don't <laughs> pretty know. Pretty much said you hated him. So. <laughs> that guy? So this, yeah. this list is pretty appropriate considering uh, Easter is this weekend. It's a giant Jesus list. Okay, well, only well, if, no. Yeah, that's true. It is all Christian yeah. so far. It's not. No, it's not. It's pretty much all Christian. Incubus and Thirty Seconds to Mars are they're, not. They're pretty Christian. Yeah, they okay, are. no, they're not. Especially Jared Leto. Oh yes, totally. Anyway, so they played Jesus it. in American Psycho. So that uh, I did not know that. So it's not accurate. Oh well, <laughs> there we go. So that's it for this, uh, this list segment. Uh, when we come back on the other side of the break, we'll do the top five. And an honorable mention. You're listening to The Break Room. That's a good, uh, that's a good survey. Diarrhea naked ass. Hi, we're the new kids off the block. Now you can hang up with us 24 hours a day on our brand new hotline. Just pick up your phone and call us on 1 900 9095 Kids. You hear our most secret day to day thoughts. Let's check this out. We'll tell you all about our brand new talking fan club hotline. Word. It'll blow your mind, so call us right now. Plus, a portion of each call helps us support United Cerebral Palsy. So remember, we'll, we'll be loving you forever. forever. See ya. $2 for the first minute, 45 cents for each additional minute. Kids, get your Cinema has been around for over a hundred years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-minute movie podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro. 
balloon will get those kids to stop rushing or I'm not hurtful Jay Cavity. Hey, a balloon! Let's go! Whee! <laughs> you stop rushing, so we're going to make some cavities. <laughs> Never fear! Aim is here! Hooray! Take that! <laughs> Remember, kids, aim has fluoride to fight cavities. And aim tastes great! Take, Take aim, aim against cavities! cavities. Regular and mint flavor! Join Bob, Easter Bunny, Hope, and friends for Fun in the Sun in Paradise. There's three kinds of tourists here. Pink, tan, and well done. Bob Hope's Easter Vacation in the Bahamas. Headed it. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back with another break room segment in your face. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> We're back with another break room segment in your face. I keep forgetting I need to mess with that some because it needs to like fade out instead of just like cutting off early. What are we doing episode today? The break room. So, third segment. <laughs> oh my God. Segment number three. Uh, we are now to the long awaited top five of my best albums since 2000 list. Are you anticipatory, Well, Oh my God. <laughs> God. Probably. <laughs> the show is complete. We've played effing Blossom in it. <laughs> Dear God. And Carter the Rage Believe it or not, that's on my top five. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> oh my God. That's definitely not. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you didn't put your own song on there? <laughs> my own song. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> all right so <laughs> that's got to be on there <laughs> all right all right so oh, yeah. it's time to have <laughs> number five <laughs> number five coming in at number five is a fairly new group they've actually existed since 1998 but didn't get their first album out until 2009 i remember hearing this the first release off this album uh, on my way home from work one day and it was really taken by the uh, we'll say graphic nature of the lyrics uh, considering it was a female lead singer and that's just kind of something that's a little bit different not used to hearing on radio come to find out the entire album was really really good uh, all the way through this album is a self-titled debut by the band Hailstorm Yeah. 
number five. So, I have a predilection for the female singers. I really like her voice. You do? Yeah. Oh, that surprises me a lot. Yeah. Marcus loves female singers. Yeah, I do. Generally. Yeah, but you don't usually like that kind of rock and roll, though. Like that. Heavy, I think for me, heavy. when it comes to female singers, I actually t- I think more than most people, I tend to like female singers in rock more than most people tend to. Yeah, a lot of people are. I don't want to say anti, but it takes a lot to get somebody it's to like different. them. So, and like I said in the recording earlier, they're kind of like their first big single was "I Get Off," and yeah. it's it's just different right. coming from in the rock and roll genre. It's just kind of different to hear. I thought you were doing all the intros live, huh? I thought you were doing all those intros live. Oh, sorry to I think you pulled pull back the curtain, curtain back a little bit, yeah. but uh, well, that's cool, man. I'm glad you like. They're really good. You probably would like her less if you saw her because she's got what I love and you usually hate, which but, is the big teeth. Oh, I thought you meant no boobs and really skinny. <laughs> yes, that too. Okay, well there you go. It's got the whole Thomas package. She's super cute, super cute, and has one hell of a voice. She's good live too. So yeah, she's got a great voice. She reminds me of somebody else that, and I think. She kind of reminds me of Kelly Clarkson in some ways. Like, uh, deny much, much harder version. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that their voice uh, quality, for lack of a better word. She also can put a real Holy edge to her be. voice, too, that yeah. I don't think Kelly Clarkson can do. Uh, I don't know if you heard in the music bed there, and I really wanted to play it, despite it's not on this album, but they did, they did a small six, I think, six-track cover album. And one of the songs they did was Temple of the Dogs. Yeah, I did hear that. I, I like uh, that. Hunger, Hunger Strike, and it is so good. I can guarantee you Crystal will hate it. <laughs> she's she's a big Cornell What the fuck, man? She fan, is. And, and we'll probably hate maybe it. Maybe there's something on this list she for tends, her to like later. Well, she tends to not like um, female artists. It's did you just ruin it? Ridiculously good. I mean, the, her, the, her the version is really list. good. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Chris Cornell by himself. We'll see. Hmm. Only He's time on will tell. So, Dustin, what did it you must think? be number one. What did you think of the album? It, uh, nibbles by with organic guitar works that sips from caffeine beats. <laughs> there you go. You don't even need me to say. God, that's really specific. <laughs> it is. Caffeine beats. There's a lot of them in there. So, uh, it was it was all right. I'm not really a big fan of female, the female singers, singers. In general. No, you've yeah. said I mean, before you hate females, but well, I wouldn't I wouldn't make that a blanket like statement, <laughs> but I would say that. Just, yeah, I mean, in general, I'm not as as drawn to them. I mean, I haven't always hated all female singers. I mean, that's just not... It's just not the one I would go to, usually. But, I mean, it was fine. The music was fine, and... I don't know. I mean, she, it's not like she had a horrible voice or anything, but it's definitely not something I would I would get into. God. That's who would you go, you of course. Would go to. I think this is turning him off of all female singers, actually. <laughs> that would turn most people off of most of them. <laughs> Oh, well, good. Well, I'm glad you liked it, Walden. Yeah, I like definitely check her out. Check them out more. All right. Really good. Will do. Next. Go buy it. Number four. All right. Coming in at number five is a band that um, I I often call this band and this album the greatest album that no one's ever heard of before. It's one of those very classic situations of band signs with a record label, record label screws over band, and then band is just kind of defunct. The band still exists. But in a in indie world type way, and they haven't come close to releasing anything anywhere near as good as what's on this specific album. This album was actually introduced to me by uh, Chopper Dave back in the day. This album came out in 2000. It's by the group called Electricy, and the title of the album is In Here We Fall. Come 
number four. It's really weird. I don't know why the clock's not counting down right. I don't know either. Because the track's ended. So what was the name of the first song? Uh, What's the name of the band? Evancy? Electricy is Electricy. the name of the band. So the I like the first song, but it was so incongruous with the rest of their their other stuff you played. It's not really. I mean, it, felt it, like it, it all does. I like the first song a lot. <clears throat> the album is really, really, really amazing. Is it is it all so <clears throat> disparate, or is it... No, I mean, some of it's different. I mean, some of it's slower, some of it's not, but the album itself is pretty... Dave found it on, uh, it was like on M- when MTV2 was a big deal. I don't know, maybe it's Was it ever is. a big deal? <laughs> but the they had a single that was played off of their, um, the third track. Um, it's about a girl. And that got somewhat, bit, I mean, as big as anything. Yeah. And then their song Cosmic Castaway was on a, one of the most underrated movies, in my opinion, ever, which was Titan AE. It was on that soundtrack. And um, also on Taken to You. No. Another one that you underrate? No, it's not underrated at oh, all. Okay. It's way, I don't think it's rated at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, well, that's probably true. But uh, it's really, really, really good. Uh, yeah, and they're from England or somewhere around there. And they kind of played around for a while, and they were signed by a major record label. And they uh, released that album and just went broke. Pretty mm. much. Awesome. Record label really screwed them over. Lovely. It's like what happened to the Breakout Media Network. I know. That's why, that's why we're not on there anymore. What record label? Oh, I'm just saying Media. it went broke and it was a sad story. Breakout Media Records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took all the money from those Naveed albums. and That's true. You're making it sound like the Naveed albums were fairly profitable. They were. You just were didn't they? know it. Oh, I hit okay. all the cash from me. Well, yeah, oh, when he did that to you. By the way, you guys are tremendously huge in South Africa. He's getting royalties right now. Right. Amazing. Five seconds for every second you play that. <laughs> Amazing. Or five cents for every second. Five seconds for every second. <laughs> I'm also gaining time. I'm banking time. It's really I, weird. I don't think he's Sugar Man, but I mean, whatever. No, <laughs> the band. Not he's not. But what the is still that storyline about the South Africa deal? <laughs> not stealing anything. So, Dustin, thoughts? I thought it was one of the better ones you've actually had on this whole list. I it's really. Uh, I think you would really with organic like this guitar album. works that sips from. Yeah, oh my god, beats. he doesn't have the same opinion of everything. Like the same very specific <laughs> things to say. Some of it in there in some of the earlier tracks almost sounded like a combination of Oasis and Flaming Lips or something. I don't it's know. Really, it's really, it really is. The fourth track on there, I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but it's actually a Led Zeppelin cover. Oh okay. Uh, but it's really, really, really good. I think I, I really think you would like it if you gave it a listen. Boy, Flaming Lips, that's a band I can't stand. Oh, I like them a lot, actually. They're not my all-time favorite, but I like, I like them quite a bit. Hmm. They're hit or miss for me, but they yeah. definitely have the right combination of them, I think. Yeah. That's a good, I think that's a good surveying there. <laughs> I know Chopper Dave enjoyed them, or enjoys them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. And I, I, got, I, I, you know, I found that band through Chopper Dave back you know, a long time ago. Right. But still, to this day, man, that's one of, it's one of my favorite all-time. This is obviously not an all-time list, but that album is so good all the way through. I tend to like that kind of music more, though, than yeah. I think the one of y'all do. The what? stuff that's not pure, I don't know. It doesn't it's have a, a pure syncopation. Yeah. Verse, chorus, exactly. verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Yeah. True. You do more than I do, for sure. Explains why you like Radiohead. Yes. That's in true, In a too. lot of ways. Yeah. So, anyway, all right. So, Next. number three. Yep. No. We're four? I thought we were. I've okay. already forgotten. Do we just do four? No, two and five? two. You both had different answers. Yeah, that was four. It's number three. Sorry, my bad. All right, number three. Number three. Coming in at number three is a guy who I've always 
uh, had a fondness for as a vocalist since the early 90s when I began to get into the Seattle grunge bands. Uh, he has been a part of one supergroup to date and has previously released two solo albums prior to this one, both of which I have and like individual things off of, but as a whole I kind of found the albums lacking. This album I got into about a year ago. It's a couple years old. I got into it about a year ago and was really just completely surprised at how good it actually is. Uh, to date, I think this is the best album that he's ever done in any variation of any band he's ever been in. This is a solo album from Chris Cornell titled Scream.
number three. I think Crystal's probably happy with you right now. Although she would probably say it should be number one, but... <clears throat> Has she listened to this album yet? Last time I talked to her, she was like, about album? this, yes. Uh, I don't know. She was Actually. like, I really haven't listened to that. I was like, you, seriously, this... Doesn't I, her phone not play with, stuff or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she's had issues right. with her phone not playing. They never really. fail iPhone? Yeah. I've never had problems with it. I We've mean, had to restore it a couple of times, so she has no music yeah. on it right now, so she's just been listening to the radio. I think ah, okay. without... Any question, obviously my own opinion, but this is the best thing he's ever, ever, ever done. I mean, it sounds it's like a so lot of ridiculous. It's got a lot more electronics it is. to it, and which is interesting. At first, I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't understand, but it's so good. It's so good. There's, uh, he just does a lot. He does a lot of harmonies and stuff, which he doesn't, he hasn't done before that I really like. Obviously, I'm always into harmonies, but I mean, he's just, right. he experiments with some stuff. He does a little bit of auto tune in there, which is kind of fun. Like, I think it can't, auto tune can be done right. And if anybody's going to do it right, it's Chris Cornell. And T Pain. <laughs> T Pain's fun. You take yeah. the good, you take the bad. You like harmony. That's true. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but I mean, it's just so solid all the way through. It's so good. It is absolutely the best of Chris Cornell. Never so. listened to that album myself. But then what? again, I, I'm not familiar with the deep cuts on Chris Cornell. So anyway, he feels too big of an arena for Mark. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Even though I just went to the Muse concert and thoroughly enjoyed it. Amazing. No, yeah, it's but, just it's one of those things. Like in the '90s, for whatever reason, I never got into I never got into Chris Cornell, never got into Soundgarden. Never oh, got you into, heard Black Hole Sun about a well, billion sure, times. Sure, though. I heard the hits and yeah. I enjoyed the hits, but like I never got into the deeper cuts of any of those bands. Spoon Pearl Man. Jam, um, so many bands. I just Super never, Unknown is definitely my favorite Soundgarden album for sure. Yeah. You know, Chumbawamba never got in their deep cuts, but I think, most people do. I think there was a lot of deep cut Soundgarden that I didn't like. Like yeah. Super Unknown seemed like. Solid pretty much all the way through. But Did you again, like the new album, King something or not? I haven't heard it, to be honest with you. I've heard King the Plains. release that they did for the King. Avengers. Yeah. That, uh, what's that called? It just uh, says Will Smith slapping Kevin James. Dear God. <laughs> I liked the release they did, uh, uh, Live to Rise, or uh, Made to Rise, or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I liked that I like, song, good, yeah. but I've heard from other people that that is by far the best thing on the album. So that's I've listened to that album. It's, it's okay. I and I... I don't think Crystal's listened to it more than once or twice. It's not what you expect for a band that's coming out of the basement for the first time in a long time. 10, 15 years? Uh, Mid 90s, yeah. yeah. It's been a really long time for them, so I don't I know if never... they were in the basement, but. <laughs> I wasn't like a huge Soundgarden fan, but I did like a few of their stuff. And I think I got, was maybe it was Chris Cornell's first solo album. Euphoria Morning. Was that the one going to change really, the world it's on a that? Really yeah, that's a good, the I world. love that song. It's a yeah. really good album. I feel like some of the, like, my brother is huge into that album, and I like it, but I think it's not anywhere near as complete as this one. So I like those. And the the album he came out with after that, I really didn't care for the the one that's between those two. There was a, a couple know, of good songs that. on it, but it was I think overall it wasn't near as good. I have but. to say, comparing the two, um, because we saw him in concert. Uh, I took Crystal to see the concert, and when he was doing the acoustic tour last year, the year yeah, before that, two. we went to San Diego and we saw that concert. And I have to say, I prefer him without all the processing. I like him just on the guitar with just his voice. That's I think fun too. Awesome. There's an album of that as really? well. It's it's cool. I like that. Well, we I buy- think that's a fun live setting. Yeah. But for a studio album, I I really really like really? it. It's, it's it's pretty incredible. So anyway, next on the list, number two. Coming in at number two is one of one of my favorite bands. 
Some albums are good, some albums are not so good, but uh, this album specifically is one, definitely one of my favorite albums of all time. They also happen to be one of the funnest live bands ever. They don't usually play to the giant arenas, but uh, they're a lot of fun. Uh, for instance, the last time I went to see them, they had somebody come on stage and play guitar for one of the songs. Anyway, this album came out in, uh, I believe, 2002, and um, is definitely my favorite of theirs, cover to cover. Lots of good stuff on it. This is, uh, this is Better Than Ezra and the album Closer. Talking in a sleep again, reciting lines start to win. She's not crazy, not your mood, just a little misunderstood. Takes a walk at 4 a.m., wakes the neighborhood again. Recalling everything she used to tell me Oh yeah, alright Truth hurts inside Oh yeah, that's right You go around once in life Everybody wants to be a part Everybody loves a situation Who would ever want to play the part Of anonymous numbers on the governmental chart
side note as we're all jacking with each other via twitter i'm pretty new to it uh our buddy uh homosexual yeah is like the most insane tweeter in the <laughs> entire world i barely have to to refresh mine to see yeah. that mine posted before he's retweeted it and favorited everything that i put up <laughs> i know it's kind of insane I'm like good god dude i know he's he's quick on the trigger that one's kind of crazy yeah but anyway so I'd say I'd like that one the least out of all your picks. Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> Who is that again? Better than Ezra. Better than Ezra. Yeah, that's just... I don't care for it. You don't have to care Why for it. Why don't we have good on there? Because that album sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, that album was like 96 or, or oh, 94 yeah, or something. How about Running Through the Wet Grass? Okay, that album was in the mid-90s, too. Uh, that's all I know. That was their them. second album. Okay. This, I believe, was their third album. It's really, really, really good, even though both of you... Clearly hate it. That's probably oh. wanting. It's like their big thing, isn't it? It and was good. probably their biggest. Unfortunately, good. And In the Blood, which was also off that first album. Wow. No. There was none of that on the new stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, okay. So, I guess we're we need more of that, that one already. Does it have sperm in it? <laughs> Odd question for the album. It's really weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it just doesn't sit well with me. I, I liked it the least out of all yours, definitely. Okay. I prefer your other ones. Well, wait till you hear number one. You'll probably like that one. I, least. Probably Daughtry. I, our, our, God. Our, 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 no, I can safely say it's not Chris Daughtry. Is it Train? What do you think it is? Train. Number one. All right. Time for the coveted number one spot. So if you know me at all, 
the chances are this is not going to come as what you would call a surprise. Uh, I've been into this band since 95, 96, whenever the, their second album was released. Uh, only went back and got into their first after that. But I've pretty much followed the career of this band ever since. Though they lost a lead guitar player and the quality of music has definitely shifted in a different direction ever since they lost him. I've still kept up with them. I've still liked most everything they've come out with except for their latest album, which is pretty much complete garbage, but we won't go into that. This album was released in 2001. is definitely my second favorite of theirs, edged out only barely by one that came out in 98. But, obviously, with the way we're doing this list, uh, it doesn't count in 98. So, close second is definitely my first pick for number one in this list. The band, Our Lady Peace, and the album Spiritual Machines.
number one. So this is where you say that's the worst thing I had on the list. No, actually. No, I think Better Than Ezra was the worst thing oh, on the okay. list. Oh, okay. Well, I stand corrected. Yeah. Second worst. I'm kind of amazed by that, too. Um, I don't know that they were the second worst either. I think I'm not surprised by your pick. And they're, they'll, of they'll never be my favorite by any stretch. But I don't mind our, our lady piece. I just, again, they're not a band I've been attracted to, like, dive after the deep cuts for. Okay. So one thing is evident, though, I will say, is that the three of us has very disparate music tastes. Absolutely. In a lot of ways. I think we trip up a lot of other things. Yeah. But this is definitely one area in which we are very divided. Absolutely. Now, one way we're not divided is that me and Thomas both love this band. That's true. Oh, absolutely. That's a good point. I think we both have, uh, we all have, like, y'all like some of the same things. You and me like some of the same things. I'm not really sure that you and me really agree no. on a whole lot. Not, not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing we agree on is, uh, well, maybe Kelly Clarkson or Daughtry. You're a big Daughtry fan, so. Right. You guys we are always playing Daughtry. We agree on Daughtry? Like, that it's ter- he's terrible? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I thought you actually liked Daughtry. No. I did. I went through. I, at went one point, I phase. did. Yeah. I didn't really ever care for American Idol, but I remember thinking, that dude's the best thing that's ever come through American Idol. And then he was played like five billion times over, yeah. and I was like, nope, out. Yeah, I still think Kelly Clarkson is the best, is the best thing to come through American I Idol. I think that's pretty... I think some people would argue Carrie Underwood, too. Well, true. I forgot about her. I don't She's care for her She's probably the most but... successful to come through American yeah. Idol. Yeah. Definitely the most successful. But, Jesus anyway, taking the wheel. We digress. So Us Dustin never. obviously hates this album, right? Oh yeah. You know, basically it's between this one or the one that you couldn't put on because it's from ninety nine. Um well Wikipedia says ninety nine, oh, but whatever it is. My bad. Um yeah, this one obviously Spiritual Machines and the other one being Happiness is not a fish that you can catch. Those are definitely their two best albums. Their most notable album is obviously Clumsy, because it had Superman is Dead and Clumsy on Clumsy. it. And those were those were their... 4 a.m. was fairly big, too. Those are probably two of their biggest, I guess. Uh, Gravity had that one hit, Falling Gravity Back to Me. Gravity had Somewhere or, Out There. Somewhere Out There, yeah, yeah. It also had... Uh, we're All Innocent was kind of Innocent big. was pretty big, too. Um, yeah, but... And that one, you can actually tell kind of by their places on the chart looking through their discography, yes. how they've gone. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, and obviously this is your list, but since I like them, I'd have a lot to say about them, too. Um, Spiritual Machines, Happiness, and Naveed are my three favorite albums of theirs by far. Yeah, you would say Spiritual Machines is one, right? Uh, yeah, I would say this is number one See, for me. See, I would say that Happiness is my fa- barely is, yeah. is is my favorite over that. Yeah, but they're both. I mean, they're both great. But those two are definitely the t- the best two complete albums by them. Clumsy's okay. I mean, it's got some decent stuff Clumsy's on it. Clumsy's got some crap on it, and then though. some crap. Um, yeah, Gravity is kind of cheesy to me. I mean, they have a lot of they have a couple of good songs on it. But it's not my favorite. And then Healthy and Paranoid Times, I actually liked their stuff again. Gravity, Healthy and Paranoid Times, and uh, Burn, Burn Burn. I liked all of those. Yeah, Burn Burn had some had some good stuff on it, too. Curve is a giant piece of dog shit. It sucks because the first release of that sounded kind of like a continuation yeah. of the same thing. Heavyweight, it's a pretty good song. Yeah. And then the rest of that album is horrible. Right. Just horrible. And it just makes me mad. Like, there's no... I don't think there's any falsetto or very little bit. And there was yeah. only falsetto only one on one Burn, song Burn, yeah. on Burn Burn. And listen to this album, and it's like, man, he's so good at it. Yeah. And it's what that was always surely his thing that made attracted, him yes. It was less on Gravity, yeah. a little bit more in Healthy and Paranoid Times. Yeah, which is why I liked it a little more, I think. Uh, there was a, There's only the one on Burn Burn, and there's nothing on... And the last two albums they've done completely themselves. Like, yeah. they did it at Rain Studio, and yeah. like nobody else was... So why in the world? I just don't get it. Well, it's just, just funny, too, because like, 
you know, obviously their biggest hit album is Clumsy, and it you know went diamond in Canada and, and triple platinum here. Right. Um, but then you know you have Happiness went triple platinums, uh, Spiritual Machines went double platinum, then Gravity went double platinum and gold in the U.S. and then Healthy went just single platinum, okay. and Burn me, Burn went gold, and then the new me, one uh, is nothing. Let me cue you in on why that is the case. Uh, a guy named Michael Turner used to be in the band. Right. His, uh, Rain's actually first name is Michael, and the reason he changed it, well, he goes by his middle name, is because they didn't want two Michaels in the band. Yeah. Michael? He wrote, helped write most of Gravity, mm-hmm. and then when it became apparent that the the label was was trying to put them in a more mainstream light, right? Uh, he left. He just said, I'm done. Yeah. And they brought in, they did the, Limp Biscuit had gotten real famous for doing the, like, the nationwide tryout. Uh-huh. They went around to different guitar centers, so they did a little bit differently. You were able to submit tapes. Limp Biscuit ended up not accepting anybody yeah. from their big tour of guitar centers. Did you submit a tape? I didn't. <laughs> no. Well, I'm not a good guitar player. <laughs> you could have tried it anyway. However, I might be a little bit better than Steve Mazur, who's the guy they got that just is just fucking terrible. Yeah. I just don't like him. Well, but Healthy anyway. and Paranoid Time had a, in Times had a couple of pretty good I agree. sounding tracks I on it like with guitar. Been, and, it's not right. a steady downhill, but I feel yeah. like ever since Turner left the band, they've yeah. never been the same. Yeah, the so. last two just haven't been great. But yeah, like I would have liked to have seen... I know, again, we're not either one of us big, big Clumsy fans, but that last tour that they did where it was just Clumsy and Spiritual Machines, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, that would have been fun. But, you know, I, and we've seen them. You and I have seen them at least, what, twice? Three times at least. Was it three? Okay. Uh, yeah. We saw them. The first time I think both of us saw them was the Creed, Our Lady Peace, uh, Oleander oh, concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we and went then to San Antonio on We Psalm. went to San Antonio on Psalm. Yeah. And then we went. you and I went again. When Burn Burn uh, got released, we went and saw them yes. at the House of Blues here. Yeah, um, at least. I, I don't know. I mean, no, we've seen them one other time because we went when they were here with Three Doors Down, oh, and we yeah, left yeah. in the middle of Three Doors Down. So we've been four yeah, concerts. Okay. <laughs> so we've seen them a lot. So we obviously like them. And I would probably, honestly, still see them even if they came through the on a curve tour. I would really like to see them again, but I'd really yeah. like them to say we're not playing anything on yeah, the exactly. album. We'll play Heavyweight, but that's it. Right. Yeah. But anyway. A lot of talk about that one. Yeah. So, but anyway. Well, it always helps if somebody else is a fan. Unlike those other ones where we go, yeah, okay, I haven't heard any of that. sound okay. Yeah. yeah. But I figured that was this what list was the list bullshit. Oh, F you. <laughs> so, and Marcus hates it all pretty when much. When I was putting the list together, when I was putting everything together the other night, I thought I was done. Push it all together? Uh, and oh, then... Oh, yeah, we have one more. Uh, right. So I, I was working through it, and it was about 8.30 at night, and I thought I was done with it. But uh, then I was uh, cornered by an old friend. Hey, Thomas the Tank. Hey, Charles. What are you doing here? I just listened to the top ten albums since 2000 that you put together, and it seems to me like you missed a few. Yeah, Charles, I gotta tell you. It was really rough scaling that down to only ten albums. I could have easily listed another 15 in there. Really? How about this? My good friend Thomas the Tank. How about you? And I list all the 15 other honorable mentions that you thought of, and we play about 5 to 10 seconds of the most memorable audio off of each of those albums. Not a bad idea, Charles. Not a bad idea at all. But I'm definitely going to need your help to do that. Not sure I can get through this whole list on my own. Thomas Clantank, descendant of the many tanks before you, you have a deal. Let us do this. All right. In no particular order, 
Here are the albums that got the axe in the final eliminations for my top ten best albums since 2000 list. Get us started, Charles. Walter Bridge, Blackbird. Army of Anyone, self-titled. Band of Horses, cease to begin. Coldplay, Milo Zelato. Fountains of Wayne. Welcome interstate managers. Jimmy Eat World, Chase This Light. Keen, Under the Iron Sea. Kings of Leon, only by night. The Mayfield Four, Second Skin. The second law. But when I look back at all the crazy fights we had, it's like some kind of madness was taking control. Yeah. Paramore, riot. of a dead man self-titled project 86 truthless heroes Stone Temple Pilots, Shangri-La-Di-Da. Shangri-La-Di-Da. 
cursor emerge fixed at zero. So for those keeping score at home, I led into that saying, in no particular order, and it's very obviously in alphabetical yeah. order. <laughs> so. The uh, the band I that will probably be on my list of top ten where we said to make it is that was on yours that didn't make it but was honorable mention was Band of Horses. That that's a really good album. That's a, that's a damn. It was good really album. hard for me yeah. to leave that out, but I couldn't rank it above any of the ones that I put in the top ten. That's, that's a real it's coffee, an, they were uh, an alphabet- coffee shop style album too. Yeah, it so is. Yeah, they were in like alphabetical it. order, but uh, it really wasn't. It, it, no particular order pertained to which favorite close they were on the list. Right. Yeah, because yeah, so. obviously the Muse album is really good too. And, and I actually like Muse, all your honorable mentions more. Except I actually one. would tend to agree. Probably <laughs> the Milo, uh, the Coldplay, and the that's a great album too. The Coldplay and the Muse, those the songs that I put on there are actually not anywhere close to my favorites on those albums. But I was trying to like be yeah. you know, the most the most recognizable. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, those two albums. It was really hard. The only reason the Second Law really didn't because I could have put that one in. Obviously, is it's really just I've only noted a couple of weeks. Yeah, and it just seemed like that was a little bit a little quick, too much of a snap judgment. Yeah. So. I definitely do after going back. I haven't listened to Abs- uh, Absolution again. I've listened to it a couple times, but I haven't listened to it recently. I listened to that first album. Uh-huh. What's it called? Sunburn? The Yellow Color Or not yet. Cover. Sunburn. Uh, showbiz. Showbiz, yeah. Okay, not that one. <laughs> Absolution? Are you talking no, about before Origin that, of Symmetry? That one. Didn't uh, really like that one at all. I like Origin of Symmetry a lot. Yeah. Showbiz I don't really care for. I haven't he- heard Showbiz yet, but... Sunburn God. was really good live, though. And that was from Showbiz. I just am saying as an album, I just... Eh, doesn't really... I honestly haven't listened to it enough to say if I like it or not. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's just not... Yeah. Anyway, they're really, really good. I'm really cl- growing more and more fond of them ever since the concert. Just but. to backtrack slightly, when we were talking about uh, the Muse concert, and we were talking about how we liked how they did concept albums... I think that's what draws me to Spiritual Machines with Our Lady Peace, too. Absolutely. Is that that was a concept album based on a book. I didn't talk about it at all, but yeah. yeah. that And on the album, they have multiple. It was a book written by Ray Kurzweil. Yeah. Actually called, titled Spiritual Machines. Have you ever read that book? I haven't yet. I can't believe I haven't. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. Both of us would rank that in the top ten. <laughs> I yeah. feel confident. And yeah. haven't ever read the book. But True. it's a concept album about the Ray Kurzweil book, Spiritual Machines, which is essentially... About a futuristic time where machines rise up and take... Essentially, Battlestar Galactica in yeah. a little bit more simplistic format. Yeah, exactly. But... Uh, the singularity is what yes. it is. Yes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it's really... I'm imagining the book is good. Yeah. I need to read it at some point. And out, just another out, side note, out. I'm kind of surprised that you didn't uh, You didn't have any... I guess, given your time frame restrictions, why you didn't have any Stone Temple Pilots on there. Yeah, time frame restrictions. Something I really... When I added it all up, all of that audio was over an hour. I was like, good lord. Well... Since 2000, since you had that yes, restriction, that, that's probably why they weren't on there. But anyway, my Which, list will who? be from. Ni- I thought the STP would be on there somewhere. The the one STP album was in the top, but yeah. that was from 2001, right? And I like that album, but it's not. 
That's what I mean. I figured if like yeah. the Purple album or something like that could have been there. Purple was, when I was building an all-time list, that was the furthest back I went was Purple. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that doesn't really seem like... <laughs> Space Hog on the that's list. That's good enough for all-time. First of, of all, Space Hog... Why would that... Of course. <laughs> that album had that one awesome song and yeah. really not a lot else. So, But anyway... <laughs> Uh, is this the longest of the show 90s? ever? I think this is the longest show we ever. We were at almost two hours and 20 minutes before Weldon adds all the extra stuff in it. So. Yeah, it'll be, a, you it'll be a two and a half hours easy, so there you go. I think let's get out of here. Go, out, go, out, out, go. All right. So we didn't actually mention at the top of the right. show, but we yeah. probably should, right. that we're going to experiment with having a live show next week. Oh, yeah. We haven't done it. Are we? Yeah. We, didn't we, we talk about earlier we may not be able to do that? <laughs> well, we can't do it through Ustream. I think we're going to return to our old uh, channel on Bambuser, B-A-M-B-User.com. Nobody knows that. Slash really. channels slash The Breaker Room. And no one will be on there. <laughs> I appreciate your vote of confidence. <laughs> Why do you have to be so degrading on the show? Why do you have to be an asshole? That's, uh, that's my rule. Um, I'll post a link on the blog on uh, breakroom.tv. Um, if you want to show up, I, we'd love to have you. I'm not expecting uh, that it'll be a great production value because it'll be our first time in years to out, do it. Go, so out, out, We may not even have audio coming through the camera. You don't know. You just have to wait we and won't. see. There won't be any. <laughs> Glad you're such a positive Paul over there. <laughs> Breakroom.org! Is that it? It's not breakroom.org, it's breakroom.tv. God, dude, seriously! Just so anyway. don't get confused. You can find us at breakroom.tv. Uh, .org. <laughs> yes, please. All right, uh, gasoline. you like the show, give us a positive review in iTunes. We would love a five-star review and any gasoline. words you might be willing to say. Um, if you know Marina Bacharin, get her to, you know, <laughs> give us a five-star review. Uh, you can find oh. us at Twitter at... Uh, Mark at the Mark. Uh, <laughs> not Mark at the Mark. Dustin. You can just find Mark. Mark at the Mark. Yeah. Dustin at the WS 9775. That is it. And me at the Navid's. Not <laughs> me out, at out, Navid out, Central. Out, 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 and you can find us on Facebook. All right. At Breakroom Show. <laughs> you can't. Dustin, yeah. have it. where do we get? What's the oh. URL to MySpace.com slash the Breakroom. Right. And my, yes, and Perfect. MySpace. The super unupdated. Yeah. Uh, it's still there, though. It still exists. As long as it's there, I'm going to promote it's it. It's still a thing that exists. And All Twitter right. at the Breakroom. Right. So, anyways, I'll, yeah, I'll Email come us for the live show. We'll see what happens. Breakroomshow at gmail.com. Thomas, we weren't a onesie for it. Maybe. Next week, we are talking about apocalypse preparedness, and we may take live calls if anybody's there to And a new segment of The Double Dead. That's right. Here comes the break room. In your face. Bye, guys. (laughs) Oh, it's quiet. Camel toe skin. (laughs) I have mad props, respect for uh, your hymen. That's right. Would you like some dog penis wine? That's right. That's right. That's right. Ass water? That's right. I killed another man today. 
Shot him in his back as he ran away. Then I blew up his hut with a hand grenade. Cut his wife though, and she put her hands to pray. Just five more dogs, then we can get a soccer ball. That's what my commander say. How old? Well, I'm like 10, 11. Been fighting since I was like six or seven. Now I don't know much about where I'm from, but I know I strike fear everywhere I come. Government want me dead, so I wear my gun. I really want the rocket launcher, but I'm still too young. This candy give me courage not to fear no one, to feel no pain and hear no tongue. So I hear no screams and I shed no tear. If I'm in your dreams, then you're in this need. Get your Now here comes the march of the boy brigade A macabre parade of the toys he made And shamogs and shades who look half his age About half the size of the flags they wave And camouflage suits made to fit youths Cause the ones off the dead soldiers hang a little loose With AK-47s that they shooting in the heaven Like they trying to kill a Jetsons and struggles little recruits Cute, smileless, heartless, violent Childhood destroyed, devoid of all childish ways Can't write their own names Or read the words that's on their own graves Think you gangster popped a few rounds These kids will come through and murder a Whole town, then sit back and smoke and watch it burn down. The grave gets deeper the further we go down. It's like, what is your weapon? What is your weapon? We're calling you. If it comes, I just do talk for you. To find yourself in small to use. It's your weapon. It's your weapon. It's your weapon. You're reaching out. Imagine if I had to console the families of those slain. I slayed on game consoles. I aim my hole, right trigger to squeeze. Press up and wide, one less nigga breathe. Beat for the bombs, press pause for your moms. Make the room silent. She don't approve of violent games. She leave, resume activity. Starting blue hearts apart, sharp wizardry. On next part, I insert code to sweeten up the little person's murder workload. I tell them he work both. CIA with A, a operative. I operate this game all day. I hold a controller connected to the soldier with weapons on his shoulder. He's only it's older than me. We play full but serious. Now keep that on mind for online experience. Get your How to solve problems. Let's all look. No luck. Can't find her. You found Happy. I heard her meowing. Mark has learned to use his other senses better. Remember, having a handicap doesn't mean you're helpless. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Pork chop sandwiches. Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Gasoline High Five Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you.
This is The Break Room. 